All right, ladies, welcome back to another Friday uh, episode. And I'm going to continue on with what I was talking about last week. And last week, I, I, I kicked off this three-part series talking about what are the three weight loss lessons that I've learned over the last 15 years? And so go back to last week so you can hear what I talked about last week. So the second thing I learned was that I, all right, how about this? Then? I can't follow a diet, right? I follow a diet and then until I can't, right? Because if you think about most diets are about restriction. They give you a list of do not eat this, and only a handful of things are good. And most of the foods that you like aren't on that list. And so you find yourself like kind of, you know, white knuckling it, kind of like, you know, making it to a point until you can't anymore. And, you know, I get it right back in the day, that was what, what you did. And if you worked with me back in the day, I gave you a meal plan. I followed a meal plan for decades. And now, you know, I was uh, on the phone call with the women who are in my metabolic recharge program. And we were laughing about the, the meal plans that we followed back in the day and certain foods that we just can't eat anymore. You know, like I no longer can eat any type of white fish. I can no longer eat any type of frozen vegetable because I lived off of that for decades. And so that's one of the reasons why I don't do meal plans anymore because it just like burns you out of certain, certain foods, but it also doesn't teach you how to build great habits around food and strengthen your relationship with food. And so that's the biggest reason. One of the reasons why I stopped is like, I just see so many people having this like fear relationship around food, like, oh my God, if I have a carb, what's going to happen to me? Um, if I have a banana, if I have fruit, if I eat after six o'clock, oh my God, the food police are going to come ringing my doorbell. And I want us, you know, we're over 40, like for the love of God, like, let's just stop having food make such powerful points in our life right? There's other things like for the amount of time that I spent thinking about food and if I should have this, or if I did eat it, then good God, why did I eat it? I could have probably cured cancer. <laughs> Seriously, I could have cured cancer and there would be like peace in Ukraine. If I, if I used the half the amount of brain power that I used about thinking about food and my weight and so on and so forth. And so if you want, I want you to think about it like this, right? We've all used a Band-Aid. We've put a Band-Aid on ourselves. We put a Band-Aid on our kids. If I put a Band-Aid over, you know, a meal plan is like putting a Band-Aid over your food issues. If I take the Band-Aid off, the wound's still there. Maybe it might be healed a little bit. Maybe it still might look pretty fresh, but the wound's still there. So what I propose is that we focus on building habits around our food that are positive and helpful versus restrictive and punitive right? You know, so many of us are like, if I have X number of food, I have to go to the gym and burn it off. You know, if I have X number of calorie over my calorie limit, I got to restrict on the backside or I, you know, it, we make up all of these rules to like, you know, playing this kind of like game of math. And one of my mentors says it best, our metabolism is not like a calculator. It is more like a barometer. The harder I push on it, the more it's going to push back, right? It's going to come back at me like tenfold. It's kind of like, I think about the, uh, your metabolism is like poking the bear, right? 
as long as you like leave the bear alone, the bear's going to be fine. But as soon as I like poke the bear, the bear's going to be like, what the hell? And come at me, come at me hard. <laughs> come at me like, you do not want a piece of this. One of my favorite movies is the movie Elf. And um, there's a scene where Will Ferrell is sitting, um, sitting in a, a conference room and the, it's, it's the, um, the guy who is in the Game of Thrones, he's a little person, he's in the guy that he's in the Game of Thrones and he's in this movie. And so he's like, Oh my God, you brought an elf from the, the North Pole. This is fabulous. And then he kept saying, Elf, elf, elf. And then he goes, You call me elf one more time. And he comes running down the the bench, uh, sorry, running down the table at him and just like attacks him. So that's what your metabolism is going to do, right? It's going to be like, you're going to call it elf one more time. And it's going to, I'm running down the table at you. So here's where, well, you know, Adam, I have four pillars when it comes to weight loss. And one of them is habits. And if we don't start building these healthy habits, it is go, it's, we're never going to solve the puzzle, right? Habits is one piece of the puzzle because when I have great habits, I have great routines. When I have great routines, that builds consistency. When I have consistency, boom, I have results. That is the fit girl magic formula. Okay. And so if we are, if we're working through those things of like, how do I build strong habits? Then that's where I'm going to get the results. It's not, if I have freaking kale as a superfood, or I'm having some particular supplement, that's not what's going to get you the results, especially for the long term. So when you have positive habits around food and you make your 80% of your choices better 80% of the time, then you don't feel like you're missing out or you don't feel like you're on a diet, right? You are able to make decisions from power versus decisions from fear and deprivation. Because when we make decisions from fear and deprivation, we don't make good decisions, right? We just, we go with that, that, that knee jerk reaction versus the, I, I, you know, I know where I am, you know, I, if, if you've worked with me for a long time and anytime, you know, my clients have a, you know, have a bad weekend, I'm like, just own it, own, own, own it. I, I, you know, it was a holiday. I own it. It was vacation. I own it. So that as long as we own it. And then when we own it, that means we can say we've taken responsibility, right? Cause so many times I hear from people, oh, well, you know, it was Easter or, you know, it was, you know, I was out with friends or it was so-and-so's birthday. Right. And it, and it makes it seem like that happened to you versus you made a conscious decision. And so when I start to own this, then I can start to, to be able to make better decisions for the next time this event happened and i'm not saying that like when a holiday comes you can't enjoy food like no not at all but i'm saying do you have to like waddle out away from the table you know one of my biggest challenges is like thanksgiving comes and everyone's like oh my god right and i'm like okay it's dinner right maybe maybe and you're having dinner with people that you don't normally have dinner with so maybe you are going to have a little bit different foods than you eat but again, do you have to waddle away from the table? You know, do you have to borrow a friend's pregnancy pants and be like, it's going down? So I want you to think about, you know, what, what's, what happens every time you follow a diet? How long can you follow that diet? Because it's diets do work. I will tell you that they do work. However, they work until they don't, right? They, do, they work 
because they don't teach you how to build your habits. They teach you how to be on that diet. And as soon as your life gets a little bit more complicated, as soon as your life takes a turn that you can't do whatever the diet calls for you to do, you're going to you know, fall off the wagon and then you're going to get pissed and then you're going to be off searching for the new thing. So one of the things I work with clients with is like, how do we build our habits? How do we, you know, maybe the diet has a nice structure for you, which is great. I know everyone loves structure, but how do we make it work for your life? How do we make it realistic for you? How do we make it something you're excited about? How do we make it something that can be a plan for you? And how do we ultimately make it sustainable? Because the sustainability pieces, I think is what's always missing in any diet. You know, no one can live in that like plastic bubble life. You know, if you do rock on with your bad self, but most of my, most of the women who work with me, we got messy lives. <laughs> and if you have a messy life and you want to figure out like how to best serve your long-term health and stay freaking sane, do me a favor, hit me up. You can find me at Kim Jefferson on Instagram. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Friday and I will talk to you next week.